This conversation may trigger some, so please listen with extreme caution. And oh, sometimes I get loud, so guard your ears. All right, let's get to it, to it, shall we? Mm-hmm. Shorty loves it, yeah, loves that I'm a dog. They don't want it, yeah, they scared of what I know. Told you the budget, yeah, I gotta get my own. Shout out my bros, this right here deserves a toast. Hey, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett for this day 22 of month 2, 2024. As I'm sitting here uh, looking to the YouTubes because I'm trying to figure out what I want to put in the background. You always got some nice, wonderful things you can put in the background to, uh, you know, help you enjoy life, I guess you can say. Uh, so I'm looking for, I like to look at those scenery videos and things and, you know, like people walking around the streets or something of that nature. That, that, that's kind of what, um, what intrigues me. Uh, also, uh, there is, uh, this, uh, I just saw this podcast. I don't know anything about it yet, so I'm going to check it out here in a few, but, uh, uh, I had to play it so that it'll end up in my history. So that I can go back and play. You don't care about any of those things. What you care about is the fact that we are here today. You are here. I am here. The platform you have chosen to consume this is still in operation. It is still in business. Which in these days and times is definitely uh, something to shout about. Because business is going under every five seconds, you understand. And so uh, we're grateful to be with you. I'm grateful for you on behalf of the platform which you've chosen to consume this for doing so and thankful that you do whatever's necessary to make sure you get these pieces of business each and every time they are released to the internet and then slide consensually. I say that consensually into somebody's DMs. Make sure they know that, hey, it's EDB is out here in these streets doing what we do. Also, uh, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, no copyright sound out here in these streets, empowering creators through no copyright and royalty free music. We thank them. They're going to uh, present something to us here in just a few moments. We'll talk about that uh, as we get to it, to it. We're going to read or I'm going to focus my attention on the next chapter the next day, you know, I'm reading this book, right? Um, 40 days. I'm trying to find the book. I had it in my bag because I went out today. I want to talk about that. But uh, 40 days on the front lines with persecuted Christians by Todd Nettleton. I should have remembered that by now. But, you know, my subconscious is telling me that I have to read it. I can't. I don't know why. It's just I have to, you, you know how the subconscious works. It's you, you, you got to read it because you don't remember it. It's telling you you don't remember something. It's funny how that subconscious works. When faith is forbidden is what we're reading. Uh, we're reading chapter four, as I said. And uh, we are going to today talk about I almost drowned taking a shower is going to be our focal point today about a dude named Hassan uh, in an undisclosed city. We don't know where he is. There's reasons for that. We would love to dive into that in just a few moments. Um, also, our verse of the day is going to come from Matthew 14, 
30 and 31. We're going to read that uh, in just a few moments. So you can, if you would like, go ahead and get your Bibles all in tuned to that right there. And uh, that's about all I think we're going to get to today. So if you don't mind, we can go ahead. Make sure you tell a friend. Go ahead and take a few moments to slide into somebody's DM, somebody you need, somebody you know. Slide into their DMs. Let them know we out here doing what we do. And make sure to encourage, if you can. Now, don't be all forceful of stuff. You know what you need to do? Don't do that. Don't nobody like that. Don't nobody, don't nobody want to hear that from you. All right? You know it. But, you know, if you can, just encourage them gently to uh, consider subscribing. That'll definitely help us out here. If you can go down uh, on your podcasting app uh, or find somewhere to leave a review, uh, rate, uh, what that does is that pushes what we do up into the uh, into the uh, atmosphere, if you please, the the podcasting atmosphere that pushes us up the ladder and makes us more uh, important and more significant to uh, the king. You know, you know who the king is, King Alv- Algorithm. Yeah, that's his name. I, I was I, I stumbled over it. He he is so powerful and so. So, so that you just stumble to find words. We're all trying to get in his graces. We're all, everybody on the internet is trying to be loved by almighty king algorithm. Mm -hmm. That is the content creator's lord and savior. The king of, okay, we, we, we did that enough. All right, so you just... You know, help us out here. That it's free, and tell them, make sure they know it's free. They ain't got to go out there and talk about. Oh, Miss Minute, I got to spin on this. It's free. It's free, and it helps us to do what we are trying to do out here in these streets. So make sure they know that. Make sure, make sure that they know that. Also, I'm on the socials. That's a great opportunity, right here. Why are we doing the announcements? Uh, to talk about, you know, on socials. Hey, it's CDB. Anywhere and everywhere you get your socials. I was trying to think about where my cards were. I need to keep one right in front of me. Actually, there's one right here. Hold on. Hold on. There's one right here in the drawer. I know you can't hear me because I didn't back away from the microphone. But I wanted to get the card out. Let's see what we got on here. Uh, I used to start handing these out to more people. Um... Providing access to things most don't know, nor believe is for them. That's what's on my business card. Mm-hmm. Uh, Instagram, hey, it's CDB. Twitter, y'all call it X now. Hey, it's CDB. And YouTube, hey, it's CDB. And then go to heyitsedb.com. We're going to update that uh, in just a few moments. Kind of redo that and 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 uh, kind of have a monthly theme going on over there, I think is what we're going to do. Uh, but we'll, you, you stay locked here and, uh, we'll definitely, uh, as I put my cards back, we'll definitely get that to it. Also, there's medication and medications. Well, sometimes I do think it's medication on Sunday and Wednesday. Yes. I go to church to get medicated. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Oh, oh, I felt that one. Anyway, uh, 
Lesson Meditations podcast. Hey, it's EDB Meditations. So go and check those out. It's a, it's a lot of content out there that I'm trying to say. If you really want to know who EDB is, just go on the internet. Because everything you need to know about old EDB is there. All right. All right. I didn't, I didn't, in some cases, gave you your marching orders. So, uh, as I said, if you can slide in somebody's DMs, if you need to pause this, because, you know, we may not be able to multitask. Some of us can't do that. I, I, I know I'm one of those. I can't multitask. But if you can uh, want to pause and uh, get into, uh, uh, you know, getting to get everybody all into this, all settled in, we can we can do that. And we're going to get, uh, as they say, a two or two it. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a chat today. Thank you for being with me. Uh, and uh, I, I want to preface this uh, by saying that I am not in any way, and this is not uh, CYA. This is just me being real because I gain nothing from pissing you off. You know, it, it doesn't in my in my feeble brain, in my cesspool of intellect. I do not, I cannot construct a wise enough idea that would corroborate, that would uh, encourage or confirm how pissing people off actually does anything positive. Now, granted, there are people who are going to get pissed off because that's just the nature of the beast. People operate out their feelings. They always in their feelings. That's just who we are as human nature or who we are as humans. That is human nature. So that I understand. Uh, but it is not my intention to piss you off. It is my intention to bring awareness. So uh, that said, I would like to consider a conversation that I had today and I'm going to leave names out because those persons uh, might listen and the fact that you may know who they are because I recognize that the more popular this conversation becomes or these series of conversations become the closer it is that somebody's going to figure out who the parties are that I am referring to. I mean, it's a small town. I don't care if you live in New York City. Eventually, oh, I just, I just, I, I touched them. They got the Holy Ghost and fell down. That's what happened. Somebody get the sheets. Um, I don't care what town you live in. New York City. New York City. New York City. Chicago and L.A. Living in America. You remember that song, right? No? Okay, cool. I, I, I think I might have saw it on a TV show. Anyway. Um, Amen used to come on. with uh, uh, That was a pastor show. Turn on the light of heaven. Okay, cool. Never mind. That's, that's enough digression. Anyway. Those cities. Chicago. Probably one of the biggest cities in, in, in the States United. Los Angeles. I don't know about the city, but definitely the state is one of the largest in the union. New York is the largest. Uh, eight something million people call New York City home. The funny thing is there are more people living in the city of New York or just as much 
living in the city of New York, then the entire state of Virginia. Yeah, put that in your pipe and smoke it. So, that being said, Norfolk is made up about, oh, a good 200, maybe close to 300,000. Depends on who you talk to. Because everybody didn't fill out that census. Somebody just forgot. Other people didn't care. And that third group over there, they don't want you to know they're here. You know who I'm talking about. And uh, so I'm going to leave the names out. But this conversation today was extremely healing for me. It was healing for me because we live in a society who have led us to believe. I want to say it this way. When I was a little teeny EDB, I, um, I was at a church. The church was called Mount Olive Word of Life United Holy Church. It started off being St. Andrew's Church of God in Christ. Number two, under uh, number one, or should I say it was the Holy Ghost baby, the Holy Ghost earthly baby to St. Andrew's number one, Bishop A.J. Jones, uh, was the, the, the senior prelate, if you please. And number two, was uh, led by Elder Josephine Williams. All of them are dead now. So, pardon me if we don't do much talking about them because they can't defend themselves. I don't like having discussions about people who can't defend themselves. They can't cross-examine. Uh-huh. They can't give, yeah. But um, I was at that church and uh, I was visiting while at this church when my uncle would come to town I would go with him and visit a church uh, called First Baptist Church of Norfolk. Now, the funny thing about First Baptist Church of Norfolk that most folks don't know, there's two of them in this town. Well, there's more, but there are two churches that are the original First Baptist. Um, We now have First Baptist Lambert's Point. You have First Baptist Logan Park. There are other First Baptists, but those First Baptists have a uh, a distinction to them. Either Lambert's Point, which is in Lambert's Point, or Logan Park, which is in Logan Park. But there are only two that are First Baptist. And then, out of those two, there's one that is First Baptist Church, And the other one is First Baptist Church of Norfolk. Now, there's only one church that can hold that distinction because the original First Baptist Church and the First Baptist Church of Norfolk were the only two here. Let me give you a little history on that. The First Baptist Church sits at 418 East Butte Street, right across from the Scope. First Baptist Church of Norfolk sits at 312 Kempsville Road over uh, by uh, literally pushing towards the Virginia Beach border at Newtown. Um, These two churches were literally the white and the black church of Norfolk from a First Baptist Church perspective. 
uh, First Baptist Church, the original one, the Butte Street one, or that congregation, was originally the white church. First Baptist of Norfolk was the black church. The funny thing was, they flipped. How did that happen? That is definitely something that I would love to talk about because I have no idea. But if you study the first pastors of the First Baptist Church of Norfolk were black and the first pastors, I think it's the first nine of First Baptist Church at 418 East Butte Street were white. That said, I have worked in both of those churches at some point in my life. At First Baptist Butte Street, I was in the Cub Scouts Troop and Pack 77. Pack 77 is the Cubs. Troop 77 was the Boy Scouts. Did Scout Sunday there, sat up there next to Reverend Murray, who just now retired. Uh, they're getting ready to inaugurate this weekend his replacement, Reverend James Holmes. Jerry, excuse me, Jerry. Sorry, Jerry. Uh, Reverend Jerry Holmes to replace him, pastor number 21 of First Baptist Norfolk. Well, 21, it do give or take, because some people might uh, want to knock it down to, to, to 20. Because they want to say the supply pastor is there. And, and he didn't really count as a pastor. I don't remember who he was. But if you get the history, you'll find. So they, you know. So, so there's an argument between whether Reverend Murray was 20 or Reverend Murray was 19. Debatable. Depending upon how you want to look at it. Nonetheless, I was sitting there not at the First Baptist. That's irrelevant to the conversation. I just told you that to tell the story. Uh, but I was at the Mount Olive Word of Life Church. It wasn't Mount Olive at the time. It has had some several, it had several upgrades and several reiterations of it. I went from uh, St. Andrew's number one, excuse me, two. Well, it was, it started in one, then it went to two because Bishop put her, he, he sent her out to do a work. That's what they, that's how they say it in the church. And, um. Then it went from that, from St. Andrew's number two, Church of God in Christ, to Abundant Word of Life. Uh, then they went to the United Holy Church, and then they merged with a church that was on, on 35th Street, where the building still sits now, at 725 West 35th Street. The building is still there. Uh, but that church used to be Mount Olive Word of Life, and the pastor over there was a lady by the name of Hattie Gibbs. And uh, between her and Elder Joe, they had a merger. And that's where Manala Word of Life, Church of God in Christ, or excuse me, United Holy Church came from. It was not Church of God in Christ. I think there's a Church of God in Christ in there now. I'm curious to see what jurisdiction they're under. They could be under Golden. They could be under Willis. Uh, I think those are the only two that might be this close. They might be under Ted Thomas Jr. or Mark Thomas is his name. Now, Ted Thomas has left. Um, all that, all that fluff aside, I was working in this Mount Olive Word of Life Church and I had come to the point where I was like 20, 21 or somewhere where I wanted to go over there with them white folks. And I told my grandmama, I went to her and I was yelling and screaming to grandmama. I want to go over there with them white folks because these niggas don't know. I, this is exactly how I said it. I told you, please do not listen to this with your feelings. Because if you listen to this with your feelings, it might not work out for you. you might, we, our conversation ain't going to last too long. 
That's why I like this conversation. Can't nobody cut me off. <laughs> you can stop it, but you can't cut me off. I love podcasting and vlogging. Yes, sir. So I was over there talking to grandmama. And I told her I wanted to go over there because I'm sick of these people. These is the dumbest people I've ever met in my life. I can't stand these dumbass people. That's exactly what I envisioned in my brain, the conversation with my grandma. It didn't come out dumbass, but it can, I, I got as close as I could talking to a sanctified preacher to dumbass people. And so, grandmama listened and she heard it. And, you know, I had, like I said, I had been touring. When my uncle come to town, I'd go to church with him at nine. We'd get there about eight o'clock. We never was on time. The funny thing was they had three services back then. They had an eight, a nine thirty, and an eleven. The eight would get out about eight fifteen. Nine thirty would start. That'd get out about ten forty five, and then the eleven would start. They literally had a fifteen minute transover, uh, turnover. Uh, it might have been earlier than that before Dr. Thomas, because Dr. Eric Thomas, who's the pastor over there now, he got he was just long winded. Eric Thomas, I like to call him a white Pentecostal, because he got the yelling and screaming and turning red and God is with you and He's gonna bless you and turn back you. You know he he got a little Pentecostal and stuff. I'm sorry about your ears. Uh, please, please, we put the warning there. Please, watch it with your earlobes. Uh, but before that, I went over there at the end with my uncle. I was over there at the end of the Kim Hemphill uh, era. Now, Kim Hemphill was literally responsible, if you please, for the exploding of First Baptist Church of Norfolk. I don't, I don't know. There are other people who could tell you. Because they're older than I am. But I I do not know of, I don't even think First Baptist, either one of them. Well, First Baptist, Butte Street was kind of, they were kind of important. Because, you know, they had the bowlings. Yeah, that's where you get, if you go to the, uh, the school over there on Princess Anne Road, Richard Bowling Elementary. That came from that famous bowling family. Uh, bowling Senior and Bowling Junior. They both were the pastors of First Baptist Butte Street. So, so First Baptist always had their sophistication and highfalutinness. Uh, that Butte Street. But Norfolk, they weren't really. Because, you know, they didn't. Mm. You know, the, the white folks weren't really at First Baptist Norfolk. They were at Freemason Street and at uh, uh, some of the other established churches. Norview uh, Baptist over there off Norview Avenue on the other side of town. Uh, that's where the, the working class people were. So them churches was full of it. You, let me tell you something. And and for those of you who would, who would ask how populated a church was. Look at the size of the building. Now, you got churches now. Black folks did this. I don't know about white folks, but black folks certainly did this. Black folks just went to build big churches just for facade's sake. White folks didn't do that. Or your more influential churches didn't do that. They didn't build big churches just so you can look at this huge edifice. They built big churches because their congregation was that massive. And so Norview Baptist and Norview Presbyterian and Norview Methodist, those three churches right there on, I, I want to say that's Norview Avenue right there 
heading towards Tidewater. If you, you come off of off of Sewell's Point and Chesapeake Boulevard right there, and then there's that little strip right there. You have three big churches literally sitting there in the same block, two across the street from each other. We can get into why that's there in a second, but 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 the church back in the day was literally like Walmart and Target. If you got a Walmart, I'm gonna put my business here too. It was all business related. All business. Let me stop digressing. The mall was First Baptist Norfolk had a different, they had to take a different pill. Because unlike black churches who were deriving from a different reality, uh, the white churches, there was a whole lot of them. So, so they, had a, they had a lot that they had to work with. So I said all that to get to this point. All of that was for a point. Reverend Dr. Ken Hemphill had to look at church differently because he was dealing with white folks who had multiple options. So he went into this major campaign, if you please, that people like Bishop Ellie Willis and, and some of the black leaders picked up on, which was this massive church growth campaign did Ken Hemphill do. And that led into the Bob Record era. Robert E. Record, who succeeded uh, Dr. Ken Hemphill over at the First Baptist Church of Norfolk. These were the pastors that I knew back when they were utilizing TV massively and radio same. And I went over there and they were just such a loving group of people because they were focusing on hardcore evangelism. And then some of them were trying to get out of uh, especially like Ken Hemphill and all those different people. I've never talked to him personally, but I'm just reading tea leaves. And from what I have discovered by interning and, and being a part of First Baptist Norfolk and being a part of the white church, if you please, uh, they were trying so desperately to distance themselves. Because you're talking about the 70s and the 80s when Ken, Ken Hemphill came into power or his era began, if you please. What what is on this what is on the, the cusp of this? Silver rights, segregation, Jim Crow laws, whites on one side, Negroes on the other. So Dr. Ken Henfield is trying to break down those barriers, which uh, that fell into the lap of uh, his successor, the Reverend Dr. Bob E. Record, who Dr. Record, God, he was a funny man. Oh, he could he could make his sermons were hilarious. So I went over there to this church and I was like, I like these people. They so nice and those loving and they would they would have a time in the service where they say, talk to your neighbor and look at them funny. Literally, you've you been to the white church where they take a time in the service where you get up and go, he who began a good work in you, and a good work in you, he's just able to complete it. Oh, it gives me chills. That's what they were saying. Why you was touching your neighbor and looking at him funny. And so I wanted to go to that church because the black people didn't do that. We didn't get up and touch our neighbor. We slapped him. But we didn't touch him. Not friendly. And uh, because what Ken Hemphill was preaching, and I'm not saying he was the only one that was doing it. He's just the one that I knew about. What he was preaching was investing in community. He was one of the originators around here that believed that church was not 
just this business. It was not for prestige or for some type of uh, experience apart from just building a community. That's what he was trying to do. And that's why he would have you go and touch your neighbor. He who began a good work in you. Get a good work in you. He. Uh, I can see them old. They had a choir singing that song. I can see it in my mind. Pardon me. I'm, I'm, I'm envisioning this. So I wanted to go be with them. Because as I said, the niggas was crazy. That's exactly how I felt. I'm Again, get your feelings out. I'm telling you the truth. This is how I felt. And you want to know something? There's a whole lot of people, white folks, in your church right now. If you push them hard enough, that's why they're there. Because they think niggas stupid. That's why they came to your church. Because they don't want to be over there with their cousins. Because their cousins be crazy. <sighs> so, uh, grandmama was like, well, boy, you can go over there. Go over there. But know something, son. Them people just as crazy as we are. I thought grandmama didn't have no sense. Because you're talking. I'm experienced. I know these people. I've been there at least six times a year. From 8 to 9.30. He who began a good work in you. Oh, you look so pretty. Let me bat my eyes at you. But in a Holy Ghost way. And she's like, baby, you ain't seen the whole picture. I said, all right, cool, whatever. So I went over there. And I don't like my grandmama. I, sometimes I can't stand that woman. I'm glad she don't know how to listen to podcasts because y'all better not tell her either. Some of y'all going to run your mouth. I know it. But God, I can't stand that woman. She get on my nerves because she got to be so damn right. The people was crazy. When you get all up in the business. Oh, it's, it's easy to go to church and sit down on Sunday morning, especially if you're in the back. 8 o'clock in the morning, 9.15 when you get out. Sometimes we stay over to about 9.45 because we would get there late. And so we would probably get there about 8.30. And, and so Uncle would stay to the next 15 minutes of the next service so he can, you know, kind of get what he missed in the last. You understand? And once once he get to where we were before, when we were late, then then he said, all right, cool, we can leave. I didn't, I didn't got what I missed. You understand? You understand? Uh, but, he, but that's easy. But when you go over there and start trying to climb to the top of the church, trying to be somebody, and I'm not putting down First Baptist Norfolk. And anybody who wants to put down First Baptist Norfolk, let me come see what's going on in your church. Because you're just crazy. Because it's built off of human beings. And the thing that I did not learn 20 years ago that if I could sit in that same chair at 22, I think I was, when I walked into First Baptist Norfolk. I'm now almost at 40. So that's literally 18 years ago when I walked in that church. I would go, A, don't take this personal. That's the first thing that I would say. Do not take anything in here personal. These is the natural response of human emotion. 
is the natural response of people who are humans. Humans are very protective. Humans are very scared. Humans are, well, no, protective and scared. That's all we need. They protect their stuff because they scared they're going to lose it. That's humans. And so I wouldn't um, I wouldn't have taken it personal because I would have known that that's what this was about. But I didn't know that back then. I just thought they hated me because I was and, and I'm a product of my environment. So the first thing I know how to go to is that I'm a Negro. And these white folks think that they better than me or they think they know more than I do or they think I'm just some dumb, stupid kid that should be out there picking cotton. That's the first thing because that is the product of my environment. That is the mentality that rests within my brain. And despite how I try to get rid of it, it's like stink. You can go scrub for days. Scrub all your, all your little parts. Do it two, three times. I hope you won't. Not with soap. Because you do certain parts two, three times. You're going to have problems more than stink. Sometimes you wish you had that stink. I ain't going to tell you how I learned that. I'd rather be stinking than in rub certain places in soap more than once. I'm just saying. Just take the word. You don't want me to go into any detail. But you can rub that stink off of you. And get yourself all cleaned up. But the moment you head back outside and do something. The moment you move around about one, two times, you're going to find out all that work you did to get that stank off you, going to come right back. Because it's just how we're wired. We're dirty people. We, we, we dirty. We came from dirt. We dirty. From the head to the toe. Don't you know? We dirty. And uh, so I, I would have I saw things differently. Now, I did not get to what I want to talk to in this section because it took a long time to explain. And I don't want to just sit here doing this because we, we want to we want to be respective of your time. I thank you for listening, by the way, wherever you are. May your day be filled with excitement and may this help you in some way. So I'm having this conversation with this young man and I am reliving. I am reliving 20 years and I am seeing in this guy the same error that I did 20 years ago. I believe that everybody, everybody, before you leave your life should understand basic psychology. That I have said that that should be a major if you're going to talk about redoing the education system, basic psychology should not be an elective. It should be English, reading, writing, arithmetic, and psychology. Because understanding the human condition, having that knowledge will go so far to helping you deal in life. Just understanding how basic people think. And so I take that because there's some of you out there and I wanted to go more in detail than that than this, but I think this is a good part to just 
leave this right here with this thought. This should do it all. If not, we'll come back to it some other time. Understand that color, socioeconomics, educational pursuits or advancement or achievement doesn't mean a damn when it comes to common sense. There are folks out here in these streets who barely got a high school diploma, probably can't even tell you that two plus two is four, but they can maneuver in these streets better than anybody from Harvard, Yale, or Oxford. And I've understood that. And that's not a put down, that's a reality. The do not get yourself all wrapped up and get yourself all intimidated because they went to Oxford and Yale and Harvard. That Oxford, Yale, and Harvard boy probably dumb as bricks. Because common sense, basic street smarts, understanding human condition. And how to navigate through same is the only, if you can figure that out, the rest is easy. The rest is just picking up a daggone book and learning two plus two is four. Just put two on this side, two on that side and put them together. One, two, three, four. Ah, two and two. It's folk. See how easy that was. But human condition. I say that and I quit on this. Human condition. Is the hardest thing you will ever have to do in your life. Basic psychology my friends. Get to love it. Get to know it. Get to understand the people that you're dealing with. And if you do that. The rest is easy. I guarantee. Hey, um, I'm reading, as I said, uh, when faith is forbidden, 40 days on the front lines of persecuted Christians by Todd Nettleton. Um, and the, the more that we get into this, the harder it will be to do a recap. So I please, I invite you to uh, to go and uh, get your um, get you a copy somewhere. Uh, Christianbooks.com, I believe it is that what it is. Let me see here. Uh, I think that's what it is. Christianbooks.com. Is this right here? Is this the e? uh, no, that's not it. Uh, anyway. That's one of the places where I, I got it. Just look up Christian books on your on your on your Google on the Google, and it, and it should come up. Um, get that. Uh, they're still giving those away for free. At least they were last time I checked. You might get your copy for free. That'll be something. If not, just give them a couple of dollars over at the Voices of the Martyrs. These are not people that you would hate. You know, these are not the folks that went and pissed off the gays and then got mad because they retaliated. No, nah, you went over there and screwed with them. Don't don't get talking about we're persecuted. They're talking about us. Well, you should have left them hell alone or the heaven alone, wherever you want to put that. But you went over there and bothered them because you thought that you was right because you were sanctified and holy. 
And now they came back after you. Now you want to have a problem. That's not true persecution. True persecution, according to the biblical text, were the people who were minding their own business and who just wanted to live their lives the way they wanted to, the way they believed. And they just got bothered by folks who decided that they didn't like what people were doing in their own house. You can't live your life. As a matter of fact, the gays is, is really the persecuted ones. And they just minding their business. But that's a whole other conversation. We ain't going to start that. We ain't going to start that today. No, sir. Mm-mm. Anyway, get this book. I think you're going to like it. Because, <clears throat> as I said, it's just people. I had to get that last bit of that, that controversy out my throat. Today we want to talk about a gentleman who's in an, in, a, in an undisclosed location. We talked about a pastor, Pastor Abraham. Uh, we talked about a, a gentleman who was uh, um, was once one of the uh, the Islamic, the radicalists, and he decided that he wanted to find Jesus. Uh, that was uh, um, was that. Uh, Trying to think that was Mr. Uh, I can't think about what his name was here. Uh, Mohammed. Is that him? Yeah, he was one of those. I think he was. Anyway, let's not let's not keep going back. Just get the book. All right. Because we're going we gonna to start messing up. We're going to forget where we're going trying to stay where we've been. All right. Uh, uh, forgive me. Uh, but we talked about Pastor Abraham. He got shot in the head because he was, you know, the pastor of the big church over there. And, uh, and, uh, and, and he just, yeah, and he had the one Bible. And then we had the, the one that was that had beat the evangelist. And now he's saved and he's helping the man that he once beat up. And, and that's a whole other conversation. Now we're at a guy who's in an indisclosed location. Because he and, and I, I, I wanted I want to talk to you about this because this is the message that I have been spitting on for years. Here's a guy who wasn't a radical. He wasn't uh, trying to persecute anybody. He just wanted a job. That's all he wanted. He wanted a job. And because he couldn't find a job, something that could give him the the privilege to not have to scratch his head at the checkout counter. You don't understand poverty until you're at the checkout counter and the lady or the man rings up your food and you only got $100 and it come up to 101 Something's got to come off. So you sitting looking through the bags, trying to decide while you're also feeling the pressure of the people behind you and the embarrassment that, that they might be talking about you funny. As you trying to figure out what to take off because you only got a hundred dollars and you just went a dollar over. That's what's just wrong with this man. He didn't want to be in that situation anymore. So what did he do? He went and sold drugs. He went and did some illegal activities. He was the guy who robbed people on the corner. And then took their 
credit cards or what have you. You heard about that story up in New York where the they were getting some of the immigrants. You know, they got they got the the uh, the migrants. That's what I want to say. Uh, they were coming into town, into New York, because, you know, they got those policies up there in New York where uh, they'll take anybody. Uh, their sanctuary city is New York City. And uh, but the people up there, they're trying to eat. They're living out in tents. It's 30 below outside. They're freezing their new tools off. And they just want to have a better life. And so what do they do? They go out and they steal because they're desperate people and this gentleman here was a desperate person and not only was he desperate but he was a depressed person because you can't be in that I don't know too many people they ain't going to tell you but go down to the church well, I don't know <laughs> Them people are depressed down there at that sanctified church. That's why they're crying like that. They are depressed and anxiety-infected people. But we're not going to talk about that because that makes you feel unholy. But you ain't crying like that because you're healthy. You're crying like that because you're in pain. You're in pain. And so I'm grateful that now we're able to have these conversations. 20 years ago, there was a young lady who was trying to start a conversation on mental health. Actually, it wasn't 20 years ago. It wasn't even 10. But she got mad at me, and, and we don't talk anymore. And part of that was because she was in her feelings. And I get it. She had lost her husband. And she was trying to do whatever she was trying to do. Maybe it was out of guilt. Maybe it was out of whatever. I don't remember where her motivations are. I don't even remember if I even knew what her motivations were. But the thing that I was trying to tell her 10 years ago is I can't have that conversation down to church. And she didn't understand it. But the good thing is now we're able to have that conversation. There are more and more crazy folks getting in power. Or no, well, crazy folks was always in power. But uh, now the crazy is actually okay with admitting that they're crazy. And that, 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 that part right there. And so this gentleman found Jesus. And he wasn't just a found Jesus because, you know, he, his money was gone and his, his, you know, his bones wouldn't let him run around anymore and his lungs wouldn't let him drink and rheumatism won't let him get him up. And no matter how many of them blue pills he took or how many of them blue ones he chewed, it still won't come up no more. So the girls had left him said, now I'm sorry. No, no, that's called being sick, but that's a whole other conversation. He he wanted to get saved, and he didn't want to get saved. He just had a friend, and the friend came and 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 said, "Listen, uh, he was in the military, by the way. He had served. That that's that that's a side piece, but it fits because in his service, he met this guy who wanted to catch up with him." Husan is his name. That's not even his real name uh, because of his life. We can pretty much figure why he's not telling you who he really is uh, nonetheless uh the man said hey i got a gift for you i got something new i want you to try now dude is not thinking this is jesus he's thinking hey man you got some new drugs for me dog let me go get on this now 
to put this into perspective, this was at a point in Hassan's life when he was ready to commit suicide. He had actually had decided, excuse me, he wanted to unalive himself. Pardon me. Thank you. That, oh, hey, algorithm. Thank you. I, I changed it. Unalive, unalive, unalive. So uh, he wanted to unalive himself. And he thought about, you know, if I go up on a bridge, he thought about this highest building, not a bridge, it was a high building he wanted to go up on. And he goes up there and he jump off the bridge, but he didn't want it to hurt. So he said, man, I'm just going to get high as fuck. I'm just, that's, this is basically what he said in this book. Don't, don't judge me. And uh, he said, I, I'm just going to get high. And, uh, and I won't feel it. And, but he couldn't get no drug because boy was broke. So he found the building, finally get up there, but now I'm broke. Can't get no drugs. So the way the man came, said he didn't want to talk to him. He told him about Jesus. He's like, well, I ain't got enough to lose. So he went, decided to commit his life to Jesus. And, and then he's like, huh, huh, something different over here. Wife got saved. and Not the wife, his brother and his sister got saved. And then he decided he wanted to go work in the church. And the people's like, you sure, boy? And he's like, Maybe you should go somewhere and pray about this because you're just emotional right now. He's like, if you don't give me my license. So anyway, they 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 put him out there and uh, he started working in church and, and he started doing things. People saw that he was somebody and he was actually winning folks and, 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 and the end is history. What is the moral to this story? What I basically just told you. I told you the moral before I told you the story, which I probably should have told you the story and then told you the moral. I ain't Robert Record. I don't tell stories, right? But I understand. I've been understanding from these lessons, from these moments on the front lines, because I almost didn't want to read the book because I was like, oh, Jesus, one of them. But these are people who are in very, very desperate situations. And they are finding hope. They're finding faith and their faith is not just some pillar of sophistication or some trophy. It's actually a living, breathing mechanism. It is a medication, if you will, to help them deal in life. And that, my friends, makes this uh, such a great story, a great series of stories. Now, why is the topic I want to drown or I almost drown taking a shower is what it's called. Because this gentleman found himself, Hussein, found himself at a conference. They went to some resort somewhere out by the sea, you know, with SpongeBob and, 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 uh, What's that other boy? Yeah, they live. Under the sea. Ha, da, da, da. Anyway, he didn't want to go into ministry. He was running from it. This is where he got the call and why he said, boy, give me my license. Because he was like, he felt like he wanted to go into ministry. He's like, look here, I got a good job. I got my money. I ain't got to choose between bread and water anymore. Everything. Now you want me to do, I don't want to do, no, no, no. So he's out there. He almost drowned. And here's a guy who literally came full circle. From a dude who was begging to die some time ago and would do anything he could to just die to a guy who was begging to live. And it just so happened that the moment that he realized he wanted to live was in the one thing that he was scared of, the sea. 
I don't know how that fits. But it made sense to me. That when you find something worth living for. Which I think everybody on planet earth is looking for. They're looking for the one thing to live for. And no, it's not just about faith in Jesus Christ. That's a good thing to live for. But it's what have you done? That can give you meaning, give your life purpose. Everybody wants that. And that is what I believe we as officials, as people of power, should strive to do. Should strive to make the world a place where people can fulfill their God-given destinies. Huh? Read the book, please. It might speak to you. and I almost, I hope it speaks to you differently than it spoke to me. That's the whole point of reading. So that we get something different out of it. Don't let me influence you. Get this book. When Faith is Forbidden. 40 Days on the Front Lines with Persecuted Christians by Todd Nettleton. And don't worry that you're ahead of me. Or I'm ahead of you. That's fine. Because you, you, you're trying to do your own thing. So when you get it, you get to it. Alright? Alright. Yes, I love reading. Oh, get that Bible open. Get that Bible open. Let's go ahead and, and get this get this in here. Uh, we're going to open it to, uh, um, um, what I tell you? Matthew chapter 14, verse 30. Is that what I told you? Matthew chapter 14, verse 30 and 31. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Uh, the gospel according to Matthew Get that open right here Pin down and I'ma get it right Down sight like Pin down and I'ma get it right Down sight like I'm gonna read this like I'm gonna be a, I'm gonna be a I'm gonna be a good Christian. I'm gonna be a real Christian today. I'm gonna read from the King. Actually, no, I'm gonna be a, a, a semi-Christian because I'm gonna read from the King's son. Matthew chapter 14, verse 30 in the New King James Version. It reads as thus: But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid, and beginning. To sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately, Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, O you of little faith, why did you doubt? O you of little faith. Who do not believe in the impossible and the unthinkable. Who do not believe that who you are is more than enough. That you are a significant individual. That you can do the impossible, the unthinkable, the unimaginable. That's you. Why? Why you think you can't do that? Huh? That's the verse of the day. Matthew 14, 30 and 31. May the good Lord.
God. May he add a blessing to the reading of his word. Amen. Amen. All talking, your team bluffing. And amen. We all dream crushing. We ain't rushing. No discussion. All I know is I was made for this. Paid for this. Yeah, slain for this. Getting down and I'ma get it right. Get on sight like. My friends, I thank you for listening. And some of you may have found yourself here because you are, you were curious about our conversational points today. I appreciate you for doing that. Uh, if you're looking at the thumbnail because your provider has decided that it wants to be creative, it wants to support creativity, in meaning that it allowed us to, uh, you know, share in different thumbnails. You know, when I started on the internet, you couldn't share in different thumbnails. You had to, you had to put whatever thumbnail you had. Now the big shots was able to do that, but the little people, the little people couldn't. Uh, they couldn't. They couldn't share in the thumbnails. And so I'm grateful that we are now able to do that. But if you look on there, you will see the picture. It's me kind of looking at a construction zone. And that is that was during one of the major projects here in the city of Norfolk, the Ohio Creek project. But the emotional or the most significant part about that, should I say, is the reason why it's the thumbnail for today is because we're all literally looking at a construction zone, whether it's our church, whether it's our cities, whether it's our places of work, whatever the case may be, we're all under construction. And the best thing for us to appreciate at this moment in time is that the there are some road closures. We have to go around those road closures. And I think that picture is what I would like to express today is how to get around those road closures, how to navigate through the struggles of life. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ has a track by Sandboyce and Mano. It's called Romeo and Juliet. You you remember that story? The mixed up kids. How they had to navigate around the traumas of life just so they could be able to sleep together. My friends, this may not appeal to all. Creativity is just that. It is allowing people to express themselves in a way that makes sense to them. And I believe that by allowing people to express themselves in a way that makes sense to them, it, well, first helps us to understand where the people are mentally, emotionally, dare I even say psychologically and spiritually. You can't know if you don't hear. And so the songs may uh, present messages that you may not agree with, but it, as long as we ain't trying to talk about, you know, y'all listen to Eminem. I mean, come on now. It, it, that's the end of the case. So Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, if you play this for us so we can get ready to get out of these fine folks' hair. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, out here in these streets, empowering creators. No copyright sound. Royalty free. No copyright music. I took a couple L's this week. It's been hard to get out of bed. She never looked that way at me. I swear she's, she's fucking, fucking with, with my head. head. Take me far away. 
Apologize. My mission is to not go over an hour with you. You you have precious things to do, and I appreciate the time that you invest in in what I'm doing. And uh, so I'm going to get out your hair now. I thank you again on behalf of the platform which you've chosen to con- to consume this, and I thank you for doing whatever is necessary to make sure you get these pieces of business each and every time they're released to the internet. I also thank you because you do three things. Number one, you care for your friends and your family. Number two, you share with your communities. And number three, you pray. Not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized and uncivilized nations. Russia. Israel. Over there with Putin. And Netanyahu and Kim Jong-un. China. We thank you. They're human beings, just like you and me. They just want jobs, just want to take care of their families, just like you and me. And we thank you. Till we get again. I said it like that. Till we get again. We're going to get at it once again. But till then, Lord willing and that creek don't rise. May that same voice and source watch between you and me while we're absent one from another. Ladies! I'm on my way out. Might hit the club and I might stay out. Little chicken on my brand of steak out. Fresh for the mall, got him checking me out. I'm on my way out.